It's the classic gardens and landscape show on the air, ready to go. If you want your plants and grass to grow, tune us in, cause Mike and Chris know. Plants. Mike knows it. Trees. Chris knows it. Grass. Mike knows it. Disease. Chris knows it. Soil. Mike knows it. Virtual. Chris knows it. Shrub. Mike knows it. Seed. Chris knows it. Good morning and welcome to the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show on this beautiful Saturday morning. I'm Chris Keith. I'm Chris Joyner. Hope everybody's doing good this morning. Gorgeous day. <clears throat> a little chilly to start out, but man, it's, you know, it's a good day to get out and do some yard work. I'm ready. We know, Chris, it, it never fails. Every, every show we start off by talking about the weather. And really, the reason why is because the weather dictates everything we do. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if the weather's awesome we're killing it if the weather sucks then we're stuck <laughs> this week was one of those weathers the weather sucks. <laughs> i mean it wasn't fit for much of anything we persevered and we pushed through um you know luckily y'all had some smaller jobs here and there that y'all were able to kind of nitpick and and finish up some stuff and you know lawn care wise we still kept we still kept pushing through. There was a couple of days that we didn't work or we got some late starts or we had to, you know, I was working down in Mountain Brook um, yesterday and there was quite a few yards I had to skip over because they were basically like ponds. So I waved at the ducks and kept on going, you know. Exactly. But the large majority of the yards that we were out treating were, were fairly, fairly dry, had good drainage. Um, but it was, man, it was just a, it was just a wet, sloppy week. Well, it's a, it's a good week to spray, not spread. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, it's one of them months. Yeah. So uh, uh, <laughs> we had we had soccer games today, but we got messages last night that you know it's, fields are flooded, so soccer games are canceled, and and then um, so I didn't have much to do this weekend, and then walked downstairs last night, my basement was flooded. Oh joy. Yeah, joy. So I got something to do today. Do a little plumbing work. Yeah. Easy fix. So no I'm big deal. Do, I don't. I'm not a mechanic, okay? I, I'm up front with that. There ain't many things that I know anything about. Plants is about the only one. But, you know, some of the time, if it's just like, okay, my alternator's bad, I, I'll put it on there. You know what I mean? Or like, my starter's dragging in my truck. Okay, I can do that. You know, you know, put it, put a new radiator in, okay? It's some things Simple I stuff. Can, yeah, yeah, like pull off the part, put on the part. I'll do that, but like when, you know, if I have blown head gasket, just going to the shop. Well, Ashley got some new tires the other day, and uh, my buddies down at Harbison's, they were like, we can't align the front end because the tire rod ends are wore out on the left side. And I said, well, okay, how much is it going to be? And they said, well, alignment and all, it's going to be 300 bucks. I said, you know. 
and I check on the parts, you know, and I'm like, this one I think I'll tackle. You know what I mean? I I, I think I can save 150 bucks. You know, Dad's time ain't worth nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if I can save one of my girls 150 bucks, I'll jump under there like, like, you know, Chris the Tool Man. <laughs> well, I hope all that goes all it'll go all well all right. for you. I, it'll go all right. Yeah. <clears throat> I've never messed with never messed with suspension work, so. Well, I'm the same as you, and then if I have too bad, and then I'll send it to Harbison and let them. Like <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's right. Because I can't do that part. No, no, you you don't have the equipment uh, for that. Let's get Harold right quick. Good morning, Harold. How you doing? Hey, hey guys. Good morning. Yeah, good morning to you, buddy. It's a great one out here. Get worried about two and a half miles into this run. Wish you guys were with me. Hell, I guess you are since we're on the phone. <laughs> Yeah, Man. technically, I'm right there, buddy. He's not even breathing hard. Yeah, Listen to this guy. If I was two and a half miles in right now, you'd be calling a pair of men. <laughs> uh, Chris Sadie says hello to you, best friend. Uh, tell, t- tell her I said hey. I uh, will. Hey, let's talk about correlation because I think I'm at the point from when you guys laid that solid, I can correlate and then dethatching slash scalping the lawn. When do we do that? Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of on my list. The dethatching and scalping, um, you know, you can go ahead and start getting that on your list to do. You know, right? Obviously, nobody's really able to get a mower on a yard like right now because we've had so much rain. But once the yard dries out a little bit, I, I wouldn't hesitate to go ahead and do it any time in the next few weeks. Come in and just scalp it down and get it dethatched. Um, okay. Air, the Core aeration, you're wanting to do that in the late spring, summer months. We generally start that some about the May time frame and, and run that all through the summer. So kind of when the grass is actually growing, you know, when it's green and growing, that's when you do that core aeration. All right, what school are you guys from when you core aerate with the plugs? Do you mow them back in? What do you do with the plugs? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah you just pull your bagger off. And just mulch them back in, so you know it's it's basically you're taking out a hard plug and you're putting it back loose. Okay, that's what that's what I thought. I remembered you guys were from that school. Uh, last question: Bag of gold goes down today. Yes, sir. Yes. Okay. So don't put it on I the area to you're gonna. Don't put it on the area you're gonna resaw it, Harold. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I guess when I come and buy that bag again in the in the in September. I'll probably. Are you guys taking Bitcoin? <laughs> Not yet. Because it's going to take. I think a, a Bitcoin's worth about thirty six thousand dollars. So I figure I need to bring a couple of Bitcoins to buy that stuff. Yeah, bring about five or six. You got it, my friends. Hey, you guys have a great day and roll tide. All right, man. We'll see you. We'll take your calls too at one eight eight eight. Nine one zero five one zero five. If you want to get in a call, ask a question. Dethatching is a big thing. Uh, you know, this week probably ain't a good week for it. I mean, it's it's the ground is so wet and soppy. You know, it's gonna be a hard time to do it. Um, I was on a yard yesterday, Chris. We did a we did an irrigation job for this couple over in Mountain Brook back. I'm wanting to say nine months ago, if I had to guess. And they had a little spot out there that was a little a little thin, and we went in there and resodded it for them. You know, we kind of been doing a little bit of nitpicky work like that. 
uh, we don't do that kind of stuff. It's really more for that's that's a an old school friend kind of thing, <laughs> but we don't usually do small, little small stuff like that. But it's kind of one of those things too. We did a pretty big irrigation repair yesterday morning. It really wasn't a repair. Uh, let me back up a little bit. So Karen Holmes, she's been a customer of ours for like since the doors. Yeah, open. day one. Yeah, <clears throat> and we've done landscaping work. We've done irrigation work for it for. 35 years been a customer in the garden center forever she's a do-it-yourselfer you know that like day before yesterday when it was 44 degrees or whatever and mist and rain and everything karen's out in the yard planting bulbs yeah, karen's in our so garden center know. probably once a week if not if not more yeah. even during the off season i don't know you know i wouldn't throw a number out there how old karen is but she's she's getting up in age a little bit and she still comes in the garden center, though, and gets all of her product and puts it out herself. she got a big place, too. I mean, it's not like she lives on a little corner, you know, in a garden home. Yeah, this is she property. She's got a property out, like, in the country. and uh, But we, she had, she got two planter beds in the back. It's kind of a, it's kind of a raised bed, more or less. That was, it's kind of narrow, but it's got a little wall in the front that's like a foot and a half tall, something like that. And we... We put in irrigation for her before, and we put sprays back in there. And she wanted to graduate from sprays to to drip in there because all she puts in there is bedding. Well, she got one one side that's bedding plants, and had the other side that was uh, that's all different kinds of perennials, pretty stuff. <clears throat> but uh, we we converted all that to drip uh, for when I got over there though. Um, Sergio was going to just turn the irrigation on, and uh, she, I think she had the ball valve off down there because, you know, this time of year, you hadn't needed any irrigation for the last five months. So we had the thing cut off, or she had it cut off, and I went out there to turn the ball valve on, and she had a leak down there. <clears throat> so they wound up having to repair a leak down there. Well, she's it's kind of complicated. She She's on Birmingham Waterworks, but the tower, I mean, the tank is right behind her house. So she she got pressure, but she don't have flow. So we had to go in there back, I don't know, eight or ten years ago when we put our irrigation system in for We had to run an inch-and-a-half pipe up to a helper pump to run, put in an irrigation system. Well, there was a break in that inch-and-a-half line down there. It wasn't bad because she don't have that much pressure, but it was just a, enough trickle. And uh, <clears throat> the guys were like, we're... Have you had a water bill that was high? She was like, yeah, man, my, my water bill. I'm like, man, you should have checked something, you know. But anyways, she had had some plumbing problems about the same, you know, back three or four months ago, too. So she's probably thinking, hey, that was part of the problem. But at any rate, we just fixed probably a water bill issue for just fixing her irrigation system. Yeah, hopefully so. Chris Keith, we got a caller online. I believe it was Ann from Jasper. I believe it's Ken. Ken. Ben, Ben. We'll get it right eventually. <laughs> Good morning, Ben. How are you? Hey, gentlemen. How are you today? Man, we're doing good. How can we help you? Um, I have. I'm not originally from Alabama. I come from Southern Illinois, and when we moved here, um, my kids were out in the yard, and and we have what they call stickers. Yep. They're a little flat, like a seed <laughs> pod with little points on them that are very yep. painful. Oh, yeah. They suck. Uh, <laughs> my, 
question is, how do you get rid of those stinking things? Uh, you know, you have to, I've, I've dealt with those things at both of my houses, and you have to be persistent. Um, the pre, it's actually, it's a, it's a winter, it's a winter annual. So it actually germinates in like the September to October time frame. So if you get pre-emergent down in the fall, that will prevent the vast majority of them from coming up and forming that little spiky ball in the spring. Now, if you didn't, you got, but you got to take care of what's in the yard now. Um, so we carry a product called weed free zone that works spectacular on that stuff. Now, sometimes it can take a couple applications, and, it's again, it's one of those things that you have to be just persistent on. Anytime you see any of it popping up, you got to spray it. And uh, hopefully by doing that, you'll be, able to, you'll be able to take control of it. And it can, you know, at both of my houses, um, Ben, it took me two years to, to get all of, the, all of the, that burrweed is what it's called, lawn burrweed. It took me two years to get all that stuff cleared up, but I don't have a sprig in that stuff in my yard anymore. So coming out with a, with a post-emergent spray right now and spraying what's in the yard before that spiky ball gets really bad and hardens off in the spring, that's a man. That's clutch. You got to do that right now. And what okay. what kind of gra- do you know? What kind of gra- you know? What kind of grass you have? I have some crabgrass. I have some clover. I have a little bit of everything. It's a uh, little bit of everything. So yeah, so right. the most most of your post emergent like the weed free zone that I'm talking about that's going to kill basically any broadleaf weeds you spray. So if that burr weed okay. is mixed in with with clover, for example, it's going to kill that clover too. Um, so you may end up, you, if you, if you're doing that, you may end up with some, with some bald spots if it's mixed in with just a whole bunch of other weeds, just like you, it's like pasture type, type grass or, you know, a yard. I think we may have lost Ben. Oh. Hello, can you hear me? I, yep, yeah, we got, we got you, Ben. Okay, I'm going through Oakman right now and it's terrible cell phone service. Oh, uh, goody. What would, yeah, um, in the uh, fall, would it be best to scout my yard really close and then put the pre-emergent on? No, you just put it down regular. We really don't scalp down here. We don't really scalp the yards until right about now. Um, so the whatever height that you're cutting the grass throughout the spring and the summer months, you'll just leave that, you know, leave that down, leave it at that height in the fall and just put the pre-emergent down and, and uh, let the rain water it in. That's all you got to do. Okay, well, thank you very much, gentlemen. I hope you have a wonderful day. Yes, sir, Ben. We appreciate you. Thanks for the call. All right, buddy. Have a good weekend. And Chris, we are out of when at a break right now. Our number, if y'all want to give us a call, it's one eight 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 nine one zero five one zero five. We got a lot of gardening to talk about. We need about three hours, and we got about forty five minutes. We'll be right back on the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. Greenhouse Insurance protects everything I own. From business to personal, Greenhouse Insurance takes care of me under one giant umbrella. With all the rising costs, it's nice to know there's one part of my business where my costs are reduced year after year, and that is with Greenhouse Insurance. Even though I've had countless claims from tornadoes to demolished trucks, my rates continue to go down. Russell Greenhouse and family can take care of your insurance needs from your home and your cars to your boats and your four-wheelers. They can insure your business both in-state and out-of-state. 
I don't know about you, but to me, one of the most frustrating things that can happen is to call a business and get a machine. That would never happen at Greenhouge, where the phone is always answered by a live person with a happy attitude. Greenhouge Insurance has been taking care of my insurance needs for a long time, and they can take care of yours. Just call Russell Greenhouge at 967-8800. That's 967-8800 today, and tell them that Mike sent you. From Bermuda to Boxwoods, monkey grass to marigolds, we cover it all on the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. Call us at 1-888-9105-105 to get the answers to your gardening and lawn questions. Keep them away. In the morning on Saturday mornings, my pender's so polite. Oh, my yard looks like a wild jungle. I won't give up the fight. The classic gardens and landscape show. The classic gardens and Hey, we're back with the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. And our number, if you want to give us a call, it's 1-888-9105-105. If you want to call the Garden Center and set up an appointment for lawn care, if you need to uh, you know, get a quote for landscaping or irrigation, night lighting, if you need to... Uh, patio or retaining wall built or if you need forest mulching done or land clearing any of that stuff you give us a call 854-4005 come see us here at the garden center we're here monday through friday eight to four right now and uh, we'll be glad to help you uh any way we can i know the garden center starting to oh yeah starting to pop you know we've got uh we talked a little bit about the the new soils that we got in last radio show so if you've got you know if you're doing raised beds like miss holmes um up the road we've got some um raised bed a raised bed a compost mix that you can use for raised vegetable gardening and whether you're doing the gardening or whether you're you know transplanting plants or you've got house plants or you've got pottery we've got some i mean really fabulous uh new bags of of soil in that's actually it's good dirt it's not just bags of bark um so when you come in check those check those bags out i know ann got some um some new pottery in uh this past week and it's really cool like a mosaic type designs and i think we're expecting some plant trucks in next week so i mean we've got trucks rolling in you know every week now um walking through the garden center this morning there's just you know stuff starting to come to life the bridal wreath spirea has got little tiny white blooms fixing to pop out on it i know the forsythia has been blooming you know for some time now and the tulip trees uh, and magnolias are, are looking really nice so everything's starting to come back to life and even as i was walking through my yard this morning um oak leaf hydrangeas got little teeny tiny yeah you know new buds on them fixing to put out new leaves and my quints are just fixing to fixing to bust out open and uh, i've seen some peonies i know we've got a couple that are sprouting in the in the garden center but i was at mr o'neill's house um down by the zoo and they have the they have Miss before Miss O'Neill passed away, she had a, a big Ann Magnolia in her front yard and she would always do caladiums and she had amaryllis and, and ferns and a big flower bed. But next to her mailbox, she's got the most gorgeous white peonies. And when I was there yesterday they were just starting to 
just starting to sprout up. So, man, everything's starting to come back to life. Yeah. I feel like. When you say something about peonies, I always think of Minda Perico. Yeah, she had. She was a member of the peony club. Lived down off of Claremont Avenue. <clears throat> yeah, a little Asian lady. Yep. And she, when, like, I don't think anybody in the world has more peonies. Oh, she had hun- hundreds. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds. And I'm not, I, I we're mean, not exaggerating. Yeah. Hundreds. She had every color you can think yes. of, and she knew everything about yes. every dang one of them. That was, she was a, she was a sweet little hey, lady. she literally, she got like guide wires, like up one side and down the other. Because, you know, peony, when it gets real big, those blooms are so heavy and the stems are so weak till they'll fall over. Well, she had like guide wires going around through there. That way, when the peonies came up and got big, the guide wires would hold the peonies up. It was too man. You, you passed by her house and like, uh, uh, I'm gonna shoot for like mid-April, and it w- would be like a, a sh- it's a, just a showstopper. Yeah, it's <laughs> beyond the showstopper. And, and so, you know, there's a lot of different, you know, different types of clubs. Like you have a class, you know, oh, there's societies for everything. So, you know, you got camellia societies. Uh, I know that uh, old Joel Rickles down in Trussell, he had a uh, he was a member of the Daylily Society, and so he had. You know, specific daylilies all over the place. M- well, Minda, Miss Perica, she was Miss Perica was she had two things: iris. Her backyard had tons of different types of iris in it, and then the whole yard had the peonies. But it was a sight to see. Never seen anything like it. You know, you see peonies here and there. That's one of those old school plants that we that we talk about. It's real pretty for about three weeks. Yeah, the the grandma's plant and the, <laughs> yeah. and the ants plant. You know. Um, you drive through areas like we're talking about Mountain Brook, downtown Birmingham, you know, some of the older areas of, of town, and you, you'll see peonies popping up uh, all over the place. Well, peonies are kind of like daffodils, you know. They're like they're beautiful like right now. Yeah. Well, a peony's like that about mid-April kind of thing. But it's worth it's worth every, it's worth every <laughs> day of seeing it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but spring, man, spring's right around the corner. Uh, I know Harold had mentioned um, put, going ahead and getting pre-emergent down. Um, so if you if you're on a fertilization weed control program, now's the time that you need to come in. You need to get your pre-emergent down. Um, we've been running sales, man. You know the phones start ringing this time of year. Oh, yeah. Weeds are growing and people are becoming a little bit aware of their yard, especially with last weekend. You know, last weekend was spectacular. Man, the weather yeah. was gorgeous. And so I talked with a lot of people on their yards this week. They were out doing stuff in the yard. And they started noticing all these weeds popping up. And so they're, you know, kind of frantic to go ahead and get started on a fertilization and weed control program. And now's one of the better times to do it. You know, what we do now is ultimately going to affect how the yard looks, in, you know, in the next six months. Um, crabgrass, you know, is going to be germinating once the soil temperatures start popping, you know, start warming up. And, you know, pre-emergent that we do now will prevent crabgrass from coming up. It'll help with the... Uh, Gripe weed, the stuff that looks like little mimosa trees, uh, what you do now will ultimately, you know, prevent that stuff from coming up yep. and spurge and a lot of your other summer annuals. So now's the time to get rocking and rolling in the yard and get started on a, on a fertilization program. You know, we, we talked earlier about, you know, it was almost a, a no-go this week doing work, and then I got to looking at my list, and I got Kyle Davis down here, and I got Karen Holmes down here. And I got uh, Jerry Waters down here, and I'm thinking, you know what? We got a pretty daggum bit of, you know, good bit of work done this week. Considering, I mean, we got we got over four inches of rain this week, 
and that made everything a slop fest. And yet we still were able to kind of shift gears and, and work around. We're work, we're work, we've got a job that we're midstream in. Uh, actually, we're probably about three-quarters of the way through. It's uh, for the Hoggles, and they're kind of in Indian Springs area. But we that's one of the biggest jobs we've ever done. We got our their wall built, and we got a seat wall built over there with lights in it. And we're building a fire pit over there, and we're waiting on, like, it's going to be, it's going to have an insert in it, Chris. That they're going to have, like, like colored marble, like, you know, it's like beads, but, you know, they're, like, as big as quarters. And they'll have, a, like, a layer of that in there. And then the fire, like, shoots up through the marble, the colored marble stuff. So it's like a, it's like a natural gas insert in the fire pit. And we're waiting on the insert. It's holding us up, getting finished with that job because we got to build the fire pit, and then we got a crew coming out to pour like a a little concrete patio there, and then we're going to do more landscaping around that and kind of and wind things up. So it the 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 burner's holding us up. So we had to shift gears and get off of that and do something else. Well, two we kind of we kind of buttoned that thing up. Um, good enough to where we had rain coming in the forecast so we worked over there to that that have been two weeks ago monday like that monday and tuesday just kind of buttoning things up and getting it to where it was you know good to go and then uh that way the rain wouldn't like make the make the place you know just terrible so everything was buttoned up nice and then we left from there and went to miss rutka's uh we treat I don't know if we treat I that name's treat familiar. Yard. We did some work for her back about a year ago. She had her backyard kind of sloped off really abruptly, and we went in there, and her septic tank is lid is right in the back. You know, right in the backyard. We had to put an extension to the septic tank lid up and raise that up, and went in there with topsoil and made her yard more level you know it, before it just it really didn't have good shape to it and it was it was bad and we fixed it when we went back over there me and nick we planted five thousand sprigs of binka on the side of that hill oh yeah yeah, yeah. i went to i went I, I measured her yard this was down down south down south i measured her yard yeah uh i forget exactly where it was it's a couple weeks ago i met with her yeah she uh oh yeah that's right because okay some things are better like, like you'll never hear me um bad mouth another lawn care company i just I, if somebody if i pull up at somebody's house to do landscaping and they've got weeds in their yard and they mention something about it right i said oh you got a lawn care company okay i don't really i don't really go there you know what no, i mean uh-uh. you just don't do that not professional I mean, I'm not going to pull If you got a landscaper in your yard or something like that, I'm not going to pull up and say, man, crappy job, everything. I, that's just not right. Well, we were down doing that job, and me and Nick had almost finished it up. You know, we just sprigged all this minka on the side of this hill. We uh, put in, we popped our downspouts all the way down to the woods. Uh, we were only there a day and a half. Um, pine straw that whole hillside. It was like, I have 70 rolls of pine straw back there. We get about done, and she she calls whoever treats her shrubs and stuff and says, hey, look, you know, I just want you to know, don't spray the side of this hill 
for weeds because I just had all these sprigs of Inca put on here. Well, he pulls up out there. Well, she calls him, and he was going to ride by there and take a look at him. Well, he calls. He comes by. Well, what'd you put all that on the side of the hill for? Talking to her, you yeah, know? Yeah, uh, uh-huh. And then she, she's like, well, what are they putting pine straw on the hill for? And, and just questioning everything. Oh, deer, that, deer are going to eat that. Deer are going to eat that. <laughs> One of the one of the most deer resistant plants in the world. Yeah. So uh, she he basically just bad mouthed everything that she just had done, and it really had her like steam coming out her ears. Yeah. Well, she fired him. Chris, (laughs) she fired him and hired uh, us. (laughs) I said, you know, it's none of my business, but I I hate it when people do stuff like that. And she's like, me too. Come give me a quote. So that's why you wound up down there. Why'd you let them do that? What I told her, I was like, well, it's your money. You can do whatever you want to do. That's right. <laughs> right? She has all kinds of pretty trees on the side. Like she got live oaks and yep. red buds and all kinds of stuff planted on the side of the hill. But there's a spot that's eroding, and it's real steep. And uh, so we went in there and just sprigged it heavy with this vinca. And in three years, you know, the vinca will come up, and it'll, you know, spread and do its thing. And then... You know, it'll hold the ground and keep it from washing. If you didn't put pine straw on the side of the hill, it'll washed all the vinca down there in the lake. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, this ain't rocket, son. You've done this a few We've times, right? We've done this right? a time or two. Uh-huh. And uh, I don't know. It kind of, she said, she said, you know, I think I might have just saved you an argument. I said, uh, I'm just glad he didn't say nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been World War Three down right. there. Well, Chris, let's take a break right quick. Our number if you want to call us and ask us a gardening question, it's one eight 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 nine one zero five one zero five. 105 See, I try to be good, you know. Just don't question me about stuff like that. We'll be right back. Fox News, I'm Karen McHugh. A cry for help from Ukraine to the world. Ukrainian government officials are pressing the West for more weapons, more sanctions on Russia, and for admission into international and Western institutions and alliances. Ukraine moved to further embrace the West in 2019 when it approved a constitutional amendment committing to join the European Union and NATO. Three years later, it is a member of neither. Fox's Rich Edson. Meanwhile, countless numbers of Ukrainians are trying to flee the country. Families just taking everything they have, grabbing their kids, throwing possessions into a bag. Very emotional. Of course, some people are being left behind. They're coming out here with, you know, little possessions and their children trying to make it to the border. Fox's Lucas Tomlinson in Lviv, Ukraine. America is listening to Fox News. iHeartRadio Earth knows small changes can make a big difference. Want to reduce your food waste? Embrace your freezer. From bread to meat and even cheese, most foods can be frozen and cooked later. Plus, a full freezer uses less electricity. Brought to you by iHeartRadio Earth and the National Environmental Education Foundation. To find more tips for smarter, sustainable living or to take action in your own community, go to iHeartRadio.com earth. Hi, my name's Joe Cordell. Sometimes in divorce, courts require the higher earner to pay to the other party what's 
called spousal support or alimony. Usually this order can be modified in certain circumstances, but such modifications are often complicated and are best entrusted to attorneys that are well acquainted with such matters. Remember, you're not alone. Schedule an appointment with one of Cordell & Cordell's Birmingham area attorneys. Office in Birmingham. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. CordellCordell.com. This is News Radio 1055 WERC, an iHeart Radio station available everywhere on our free iHeart Radio app. Number one for music, radio, and podcasts. All in one. Call 1 888 9105 105 with questions about all things green and everything in between. It's the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. Number if you want to give us a call uh, to set up an appointment for lawn care or if you want to do landscaping, irrigation, if you need a patio or a tainting wall built, if you need night lighting done, drainage work. Ed, we get a million calls this time of year for drainage work. I wonder why, because it just rained four inches in two days. But uh, if you need drainage work done, we'll, we're looking at like four or five months. That's kind of where we stay all the time. It's kind of four or five months out. So... By the time, you know, we get to your drainage work or your irrigation work or anything like that, you'll need it. And it'll be hot and dry then and we'll be able to do it. But yep. right now it's been a kind of trouble. I actually did get a drainage work uh, job done this week uh, for Jerry Waters and them over in uh, Mountain Brook. Their, their job was just right in the right spot kind of thing. It was an extension to a drain we had already put in there. That's why my shoulder's jacked up. I there was a rock out there, Chris, it took three of us to roll it up out of the hole, and it was right in the path of my, my French drain that I had to dig. So you had to move the rocks. The buddy, it had to come out of there. And it was a foot thick, and it was three and a half feet across, like a big boulder, a foot thick. As I, we wrote, Three of us rolled it out of the hole. The problem is I couldn't leave this thing on Jerry's yard, you know what I mean? And all I had there was a pick. So I beat and banged on that thing with that pick for about 20 minutes till I busted it in about seven pieces where you could actually pick it up. I just think of that put it on the, truck. the old cartoon where you that's see like I'm a like, caveman like, sitting there chiseling at a rock with a pick. That was Chris that's, Keith. That's, me. <laughs> that's why my shoulders are shot. Oh, Let's man. get Jake and Aniana. Good morning, Jake. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, good. How y'all? Man, we're doing good. How can we help you? Well, last spring, I planted a little small area of uh, St. Augustine in front of the house, like between the driveway and the, the uh, front porch. And it, it grew good all year, and now it's, you know, wintertime and brown, and I'm just uh, wondering if there's anything specific I ought to do to it. 
to prep it for uh, for the spring. No, I mean right now we're just you know pre-emergent. When did you when did you lay it last spring? Yeah, it was uh, I think April. As soon as you could get St. Augustine sod. Yeah, I mean so you're you you know you're at a year old right now. So I mean nothing nothing out of the ordinary. Just you know we recommend doing a pre-emergent this time of year just to help with uh, help with spring gra- uh, spring weeds that'll be popping up. Um, you know, you can come in yeah. once we start getting, you know, into the April time frame, late March, early April, if you wanted to come in and do some fertilizer on that St. Augustine, that, that'll be fine. But no, nothing, nothing in particular other than just staying on the fertilization program. That's it. Well, and two, Jake, we're, yeah, we're I, I of, read some. we, we, Go ahead. you know, just like we told, uh, the fellow we were talking to earlier up in Jasper, um, to spray as, you know, spray as burr weed in his yard uh in your case if you have any weeds pop up in that saint augustine you'll want to be careful we're kind of in that transition period you got to be careful with uh any sprays for weeds and things like that that's why uh you're better off just staying on a good pre-emergent program with that saint augustine it's it's finicky about what you spray on it when you're in transition it kind of acts like a broadleaf weed and you can do damage to it so just don't do any spraying on it Okay, and I guess it needs fertilizer. I read some things where it needs heavy fertilizer, but I don't know. You know what you read is not always. Yeah, I mean, not he- not heavy. Uh, but again, when we get in, when you start getting into April time frame, that's when we kind of that's when we really start to fertilize everything. Um, so you could do a shot of fertilizer once we get a little bit further, or once we get into spring. Not quite in spring yet, but I kind of feel like we are. Um, so usually around April, yeah. we'll do a little shot of fertilizer on it. Well, we said, too, you know, St. Augustine is a little finicky also in the fact that in, like, when it actually gets green and all, it always has a little bit of fungus in it, and if you fertilize it too late, mm-hmm. you'll feed the fungus. So you want to, it, it's, it, you want to make sure if you fertilize it, you fertilize it right around that first, second week of April kind of thing, and then back off the fertilizer once we get in the summer, because it's, that fungus. Okay. It, it it's always got some of it in it. Uh, Saint, uh, centipede's kind of the same way. And if you fertilize it in the summertime, it'll literally just feed the fungus and spread. So you want to be kind of be careful once you get into the, the hotter months to back off on the fertilizer. Just yeah. A good I fertilizer in the spring, good fertilizer. Yeah, good fertilizer in the spring, good fertilizer in the fall, and you're all right. And uh, you may have to doctor it yearly for fungus because it it's bad about getting it. Yeah, yeah, it's ugly. It it popped up late last summer and kind of spread everywhere we walked. Yep, yeah, doesn't doesn't take much, and no weed and no, feed. No, don't don't no. no weed and feed. We we don't recommend uh-uh. weed and feed on any yard, regardless of what the type of grass is. But particularly on Saint Augustine, Saint Augustine, it will smoke it'll, it. Yeah, it'll flat out kill it. Huh. Okay, good to know. All right. Well, hey, I appreciate it. Y'all have a good weekend. Yes, sir. Right, you too. You too. So there's a lot of not-to-dos on St. Augustine. Yeah. There's a lot so, of not-to-plant St. Augustine yeah. here. I mean, that's that's really our primary grasses here in the Birmingham area are, are Bermuda and Zoysia grass. Yeah. I mean, you'd out, one out of every hundred will be a centipede yard, and one out of every 800 will be a St. Augustine yard. And... Everybody, for the most part, that has centipede in St. Augustine 
has issues with fungus problems. So it's one of those things. If you got a centipede yard, you're better. You're just about better off not doing anything. That's to a, it. that's the truth. <laughs> you know, if you, you come start in trying to make it a a good, you know, lawn, uh, that's when you're going to have serious issues with it because it's it's constantly getting fungus and constantly having, you know, and St. Augustine's the same way. You get fungus problems, and then you know we'll have one of these real cold years, and it'll about kill it all. You know, it's just. It's more trouble than it's worth. If you re- do any resodding, uh, look at Bermuda, look at Zoysia, and forget about everything else. And, and, and you know, St. Augustine now is a, and Centipede, they're, they're gorgeous grasses. Oh, yeah. When you, when you, if I lived you in know. Florida, man, I would have a prime St. <laughs> Augustine yard. It's kind of, and I, I, I've always kind of said they're kind of lazy man grasses. It seems mm-hmm. like the more you do to them, the, the, worse, you know, the worse they are. But, uh, you know, Centipede is a nightmare particularly it, it can take over a yard you know we've got customers that have bermuda or have zoysia grass and maybe their neighbor has centipede and that centipede just kind of blends in with it and you know when it gets mixed in with their bermuda and zoysia and you want to get rid of it you can't get rid of the stuff but when you want to have a pretty centipede yard it's like everything you do to it seems you know seems yeah. to kill it it's just not it's not a grass that we treat we have a do-it-yourself program here at the garden center for st augustine and centipede but like for my you know our fertilization weed control division we just don't even mess with this stuff because it's just it's unpredictable super finicky for sure let's get janice right quick before we go to break good morning janice how are you doing i'm doing good okay i'm doing uh well i've got a lot of a little flower that i'm going to dig up i've already dug them up because they have to be done in the fall well in the winter but i've got a uh, I've got several plants that are uh, right now. I've got to dig them up, and I'm wondering if just put them in a pot. I'm doing a plant sale with some friends of mine. Yeah. And is now the time to dig up like vines, uh, clematis vine, and stuff like that. Yeah, sooner the better. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes, ma'am. Have a good weekend. Thank you. Y'all too. Bye bye. All right. Janice, Janice is another one of our. Uh, <laughs> Janice is right in there with Karen Holmes. Yeah, Gus Ross, Karen Holmes. I mean, she's in the garden uh, center and always playing in the yard, always doing something oh, in the yeah. yard. Yeah, if you know, she'll she'll dig her plants up and sell them. Then she come in here and buy more plants. <laughs> 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 I love Janice. You know, I had a, a customer in Pell City, Chris Keith, and I know we're coming up on a break. And uh, the Mizics, Mizics were their name. Lived on the lake in Pell City. And um, they used to do Japanese maple sales. They would have volunteer Japanese maples yeah. that would always come up underneath all theirs. And they would, I mean, if you looked in their, at their back patio, they would have everything from, you know, little styrofoam, teeny tiny cups all the way up to three-gallon pots and everything in between. And they would, every year they would go out and they would dig up those little sprouts and uh, they would take them to these botanical garden plant sales and things like that. And, man, they just... They were her babies, and that's what she referred to them as. Yeah, and uh, they would—I mean, they'd probably—they'd probably sell a hundred Japanese maples a year for like a buck a piece. You know what I'm saying? That's it. I mean, they weren't doing it for the money; they were just doing it for the just just because they like doing it and to socialize and to, you know just to sell plants. That's it. A lot yeah. of fun. I remember I was at—I was on the lake at their house one time, and uh, the hummingbirds were migrating, yeah. and they had probably. 15 or 20 hummingbird feeders all around their property and there were hundreds of them i mean just you could hear them i mean it sounded like a sounded like planes just coming through it was all it was awesome sight seeing all those hundreds of hummingbirds 
right there on the lake. Yep. Real cool. Won't be long, Chris. It's where I'm ready. <clears throat> I know you're ready for camping weather. You bought a camper like when last year? It was September. It was, we got it like the week before Memorial Day. Yeah. And y'all went on a couple of campouts. Well, yeah, last Memorial fall, Day, but... right? Labor Day. Labor yeah. Day. Labor Day. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Labor Day. Did a couple. Yeah, we did a couple fall camps, but yeah. every virtually every other one was. I mean, but sub freezing. Yeah. You know, weather. Yeah, y'all went north a time or two. And, yep. uh Yeah. But we're getting into camping weather. You yeah. You know where I'm going with this. Yeah. Because I'll be, I'll be headed to the river. You'll be going to the river fishing. Oh, for sure. Slamming them crappie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, or, that's. Or catfish. Yeah, that could have been happening any any day if the weather had been cooperating. I, I can promise you. All right, Chris, let's take the last break of the show. Our number, if y'all want to give us a call, you got just a few minutes to do it. It's one eight eight eight. 9105105. We'll be right back. Greenhouse Insurance protects everything I own. From business to personal, Greenhouse Insurance takes care of me under one giant umbrella. With all the rising costs, it's nice to know there's one part of my business where my costs are reduced year after year, and that is with Greenhouse Insurance. Even though I've had countless claims from tornadoes to demolished trucks, my rates continue to go down. Russell Greenhouse and family can take care of your insurance needs from your home and your cars to your boats and your four-wheelers. They can insure your business both in-state and out-of-state. I don't know about you, but to me, one of the most frustrating things that can happen is to call a business and get a machine. That would never happen at Greenhouse, where the phone is always answered by a live person with a happy attitude. Greenhouse Insurance has been taking care of my insurance needs for a long time, and they can take care of yours. Just call Russell Greenhouse at 967-8800. That's 967-8800 today, and tell them that Mike sent you. It's the show in the know with all things that grow. The Classic Gardens and Landscape Show. One morning as the sun came up and the nighttime it was over, I was eating my toast while the radio host talked of daisies and clover. He spoke of a place that's sweet to the taste, a place where all could escape to a wonderland of honey and jam called the Classic Gardens and Landscape. At the Classic Gardens and Landscape, the flowers are lollipops, donuts grow on bushes, Acorns made of red hots. The gardeners all are happy, cause the sun shines every day. There's birds and bees in the bubblegum trees by the lemonade springs, and the whippoorwill sings at the classic gardens and landscape. And we do need to mention the Garden Center is open Monday through Friday, 8 to 4. Y'all come see us. We're at 1855 Carson Road. Our number, if you need to set up an appointment for lawn care, landscaping, if you need irrigation, night lighting or a patio or a tanning wall, if you need forest mulching, if you need land clearing, we do all that stuff. Give us a call, 854-4005. we got Mike on the line. Good morning, Mike. How you doing? How about it, Chris and Chris? How are you all this morning? It's doing great. It's our favorite caller right here, Mr. Mike. <laughs> well, it happens once in a blue moon, right? Man, <laughs> I, you just had a birthday, didn't you? Well, that was part of my story. I mean, I heard you guys talking to a fellow up in Aniana, and he had centipede, I mean, St. Augustine, and uh, and I'm thinking, you know what? I'm so old now that 
I can remember a lot of things from way back when. I might not remember if I had breakfast, but I, I can remember all kinds of uh, St. Augustine centipede stories. And and I think you guys finally got around to the point, look, it's just real finicky, and you might be better off not doing anything. But one point I could make was that we treat, and most other lawn care companies treat only Bermuda and Zoysia. They all, we all stay away. There might be one out there that tries it, but they get there. They get burnt if they do, but most all lawn care companies will not treat Centipede in St. Augustine. Well, that right there speaks volumes. If a lawn care company who's out there trying to make money won't treat your Centipede in St. Augustine, what's that tell you? Man, that stuff must be hard to take care of. Not only that, but I remember, and here I go with the story. I'm telling you about so old. I'm going back about three homes ago, and uh, it didn't have a very nice lawn. Of course, I'm in landscaping. I want my lawn to be pretty. And so even back then, we knew that St. Augustine rarely grew Birmingham North because it's just it's a coastal grass. And so, but the uh, university and South Carolina came up with a new variety of St. Augustine that was called Raleigh uh, St. Augustine. It was going to be winter hardy in the Birmingham area and further north. And, man, I was excited. I went at St. Augustine. I had a shady lawn. I bought it in the springtime. I put it out. It looked great. It, it went into, you know, finally sometime in December it got cold enough it went dormant. The next spring it never turned green. And, yeah. I mean, you, you just got to be careful. The best St. Augustine lawns in Birmingham are 50 or 100 years old. They've been here forever. They've become acclimated. You'll find them in old Crestwood, old Woodlawn. And if you want St. Augustine, you almost ought to go to one of those lawns and say, hey, can I dig up those runners that run across your sidewalk, and I'm going to go plant them in my yard, because those have, those have transitioned to our area. But outside of that, I mean, you guys said it. We we like to stay away from Centipede and St. Augustine. It's just uh, when you have zoysia, for say, you know, why why try something that you know is going to give you problems like Centipede or St. Augustine? Exactly. And on that landscaping, we're catching up. Uh, we just knocked out a big job that we thought was going to take a, a while, but we came in with extra crew members, knocked out a uh, you know a month long job in a week and. You know, as far as landscaping goes, we're closer to being 12 weeks out than we are. Than we are. We're pretty close to 12 weeks out now. We're not four or five months anymore. We're we're catching up. And, and but what's going to happen? And Chris, I think this is what you're saying. What's going to happen if you don't sign up now to get an estimate? By the time I get out to give you an estimate, and by the time you approve the estimate, springtime's hitting, and we're quickly going to be further than 12 weeks behind again so there's always those out here there that wait to the last minute and they say oh you mean you can't get here for 12 weeks i wanted it done tomorrow <laughs> it just <laughs> well, doesn't work it just doesn't work that way well that's the thing too i mean if somebody if if you call up somebody right now and you say hey look i want landscaping they'll say yeah i'll be out there next week there's something wrong you know <laughs> they obviously yeah. ain't no yeah. good because uh, if they ought to be booked up right now, if they uh, if they know what they're doing, that's true, guys. You're doing a great job, and I just haven't touched base in a while. Along with getting older, 
I got a new set of hearing aids. Well, I haven't had hearing aids in years because I never liked them, but I got I got some that I actually like. And right now they're, they're Bluetooth, so I'm hearing you in my ears, not over my phone. It's, it's, it's like you're wearing a headset. Cool. <laughs> Man, that's so, yeah. So now I'm walking in the grocery store. I look like one of those crazy people talking to yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, Mike, we'll let you go. We got another caller on the line. We're going to get to, and maybe we can All get right. you in here in the spring and we can sit around and trade stories. Talk to you later, guys. All right, All Mike. Man. Thanks a bunch. We, oh. we still got that caller, David. Let's get Scott right quick before we run out of time. Good morning, Scott. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm good. How about you? Doing good. How can we help you? Quick question. I've uh, I've got a rough old chunk of dirt that's uh, beginning to, to try and develop a little bit, get a home site ready and, you know, that kind of stuff. But at the moment, you know, it's it's been pushed around a lot. So I've some of the, you know, a lot of the topsoil has been pushed back. Um I need to get something that'll grow, take off, and kind of help me keep some of this dirt in place. Is there something you could recommend, you know, in the way of like an erosion control uh, mix that ultimately I can kind of blend some decent stuff in with and and have lawn? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, what you probably want to do, the temperatures are starting to get a little better now. And uh, what you probably want to do is maybe – now, I don't know your time frame on when you're building or anything of that nature, uh, so that's going to play into it too. But if – I'm going to say if you were – you know, if you're building over the next, I don't know, maybe three or four months, you're going to start, and uh, then I would probably do like a, a ryegrass fescue blend it's probably going to, what it's going to do, it's going to come up, it's going to, you know, be green and lush and do its thing until, you know, it gets summertime and then it's going to die off. Um, and then what little bit of fescue does manage to make it there, well, see, the even the dead grass that's there will at least hold the ground and keep it from washing. So you won't really yeah. do a lot of mowing to it or anything. It's just going to die, but it'll still be there like straw, you know. And then uh, right, once right. you get done with your construction stuff, then whatever's left there, vegetation-wise, you can spray everything around up and kill it, and then you can come back in and resod, okay. and you'd be all right. All right, so a rye fescue mix of some kind. Yeah, if if you were yeah. if you were already in the building process and you uh, you know you were trying to get something down just you know right quick and everything, I just go straight rye, but. If you're going to need something a little more long-term, that fescue might be a better bet. If I were to, to mix some perennial rye with some annual, would that would that provide? Perennial rye really doesn't come back good here. Yeah, just do annual. No. Well, Scott, we're, we're out of time, brother. Uh, we appreciate Thanks, the phone God. call, but we're getting cut off. And this is the Classic Gardens and Landscape Show, um, WERC, and we'll talk to you next week.